Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, join the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us this week. John Morris on a uh, little bit of a different week football-wise. Uh, as this podcast is released, Baylor is uh, uh, maybe about to kick off, or certainly uh, later today going to kick off in Morgantown, West Virginia, against the Mountaineers, a Thursday night game. As such, it's been a different schedule, open date last Saturday for the Bears, and uh, we took advantage of that. And we have with us Baylor senior linebacker Dylan Doyle as our guest on the Sikkim Podcast. Welcome to you. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, J-Mo. It's always good to sit down and speak with you. So. You bet. It's yeah. great to visit with you. I'm glad we have the time. Normally, during the season, I mean, except for the open date, we wouldn't have <laughs> this much time with you. Right. But this works out great. What's, uh, what, what is it like? Uh, you get into that routine, don't you, of Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. All of a sudden, you got a Thursday game in there. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, we have the bye week um, ahead of time. So it's really like we have two half bye weeks. Um, just with the timing of everything. So we'll get, we got a day off earlier this week um, and then we'll get some time off on the back end of, of the West Virginia game. But uh, yeah, it's uh, thankfully it doesn't make the, the West Virginia week short because that obviously changes some preparation. You talk about some, some of the NFL teams that have to turn around like Sunday to Thursday. That's a difficult thing. Uh, We don't really have to deal with that thankfully. So we get to go through a a full game week and we will, uh, we'll practice over the weekend and, um, and, get all the game prep that we need in and hopefully be ready to go when we arrive in Morgantown. Yeah. Coaches just back the schedule up. So, you know, last Saturday was uh, Monday, right? Sunday yeah. was Tuesday and, and you just uh, make it work that way. Yeah. A little bit. It, uh, you kind of go in like a, a vortex of, <laughs> of time because uh, Saturday is Saturday's Monday, uh, Sunday's Tuesday yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it kind of just, just a little translation there, so yeah. um, a little bit hard to deal with language-wise, but other than that, we're kind of just normal game week, just going about it the way we know how. And the coaches are really good, aren't they, of making it making it as normal a game week as possible. Yeah, I mean, it'll be this, the same thing, um, with the exception of not having class before practice on Saturday, Sunday. But, yeah, we're attacking it like a normal game week, and, um, yeah, just continue, continuing to get better at that. Um, as we as we move along through the season becoming pros and obviously as as the season goes on practice shortens up a little bit to keep us fresh but um i mean always working on the mental side of things and and watching tape and all of those things and using that time that way rather than kind of beating on our bodies on the field like yeah. we do early in the season yeah that's smart well does this i mean we have no control over it everybody has open dates over the course of the season but is this a good time i mean you're five games in uh obviously with a thursday night game coming up you know it makes a lot of sense but is this a good time for a little bit of a break 
Yeah, I'd say I'm a little biased. Um, but yeah, I think so. Uh, just from the standpoint of, you know, you go through a four or five week camp and then um, we're however many weeks into the season now, five. So we've gone through 10 weeks of football um, where we're hanging out every day and every day watching tape. So one day off is pretty nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll have three on the back end as I, as I kind of alluded to, but yeah, it's always nice to get a little recharge. I, like we're normal people too. So, um, and we're dealing with a lot academically as well as athletically. So um, kind of getting time to either catch up or get ahead on, on at academics and then maybe taking some time, call the family or um, call some friends that you need to talk to and uh, just Getting getting back in touch with yourself that way yeah. um, is a really positive thing about the bye week. So, um, you know, we have that 10-week sprint and then um, however many weeks we have until um, the end of the regular season. So, Very good. What, uh, you said um, uh, checking on family or calling on family. It's really important. I know that's really important to you. We'll Absolutely, talk about where yeah. the number five came from yeah. for you. But your dad was in Florida, right, as the hurricane came through there. Yeah, so he was lucky enough to evacuate. Um, I know a lot of people didn't get that luxury, obviously, thinking about those people and, and the, challenges that the challenges that they're facing right now. Um, you know, the beach that we usually go to, Fort Myers Beach, is uh, pretty destroyed. Um, and that's a, that's a sad thing. And I know they're needing um, thoughts and prayers and things like that. So um, appreciate anybody that can that can give those. Um, but yeah, definitely thinking about those people. Uh, a lot of people impacted by the hurricane. But I mean, I've had um, I mean, Coach Aranda called me right after to make sure my family was okay. And then I've gotten an e gotten several emails from people. So like that that definitely means a lot. The support system that we have here at Baylor and um, definitely thankful to ha be a part of that and, and have that on my side. So, yeah, very good. I mean, I think last I heard a hundred lives lost in Florida through that hurricane, yeah. maybe yeah. even up, uh, up north of Florida, but your dad's okay. He evacuated and got yep. out. Yep. Whole family's okay. Minimal so. damage, yep. minimal damage at your place there. Yeah. A couple lights broken here and there, <laughs> but thankfully, uh, we don't live too close to the beach. So. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good. So. Well, that's good. That'll be a good cleanup job. Uh, <laughs> when you get some time yeah, right. to go down there and help him, that'd be great. Yeah. What about uh, with your dad? Uh, you grew up in in college athletics, really, yeah. didn't you? You know, yeah. hey, what was that like for you? It's a special thing. I mean, um, I felt like I grew up with a ton of older brothers. Huh. Um, I mean, obviously, I have the two, Declan and Donovan. Um, they're the best big brothers that I could ask for. But I felt like I grew up around a family of football, and I was really thankful to have that. Um, I mean, just so many great mentors growing up. Whether it's, I mean. Uh, a few names to to put on the list are like Marshall Yonda, Dallas Clark, um, guys like that that have kind of mentored me along the way. Chad Greenway, um, kind of those classic Iowa football names um, that I think people around the country know from their uh, football ability. I know from their uh, work ethic and their, um, I don't know, their family-oriented nature. Um, and so they've they've had a huge impact on me and um, just so lucky to have, have been able to be a part of that college athletic scene um kind of growing up yeah. yeah that's cool were you uh were you destined to go to the university of iowa <laughs> um i guess so yeah. yeah um it was always a dream of mine to to play for my dad and so it was it was very cool to um to get to do that i was so the children's hospital across the street yeah. um that they wave up at um after the first quarter of every game that's a really special thing and i was actually born in that hospital wow so that's yeah great. it was 
was kind of full circle for me to, you know, um, be born there and then get to play across the street and and be able to wave up at those kids. So that was a really special opportunity, but obviously very glad I'm a Baylor. Um, I think God has had a, had his hand in my life um, in a lot of different ways, and uh, being at Baylor has been a big part of that, uh, at least my coming to realize that. And just the the people that I've been around and um, the people that I, I hope I've impacted is um, I really feel God in my life uh, in that aspect. So yeah. very thankful to be here. Yeah, that's good. And you, you definitely have and continue to impact a lot of people. And uh, you're a great representative of Baylor football. And we're glad you're here now. When you were looking to transfer, when you left Iowa, what was that process like for you that led you here? Yeah, it was definitely difficult. Um, But it was in the summer of 2020. So that was a hard time for a lot of people. I mean, around the country dealing with a lot of loss and um, I mean, a lot of hardship with, uh, with the COVID pandemic. So, um, I mean, I, I kind of, think I was dealing with probably a little bit less than a lot of people at that time. So, um, but was lucky, was lucky enough to be able to talk to, um, coach Rand on the phone and he was kind of advertising everything that I wanted in a program when it came to relationships and building, um, the person off of the field. And so I was, I got really excited about coming to Baylor and, and playing for coach Roberts and, um, just taking part in something. And I remember, um, you know, when I released my statement uh, that I was entering the transfer portal, I said something like, um, I look forward to helping my next team on their on their way to a championship. And kind of looking back at that, it's pretty special wow. that That's we, were, we were able to do that last year. And a big part of that was the um, was the leadership last year and, and the people that I've had contact with, when it, whether that's Terrell or, or Petrie or, um, I mean, McVeigh, JT. Um, a bunch of guys on the offensive side of the ball, just very thankful um, for all of their leadership and all of their impact that they've had on, on my life. So, yeah. What was, uh, what was your first uh, uh, contact maybe in person, or maybe it was just over the phone with coach Aranda? Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I got in contact with him over the phone and we, uh, we had a talk about philosophy, I think. Um, because I was hoping to minor in philosophy at the time from the University of Iowa, um, and he's uh, he's actually a philosophy major. And so, um, I mean, at the time I was a recruit, so I was, like, trying to get his interest in me, like, hey, like, <laughs> right. please give me a scholarship so I can have somewhere to go. Um, so, like, I'm trying to uh, talk about philosophy with him, and he's a super smart dude. Like, yeah. he, uh, I think he still studies philosophy. Like, he, he's um, very into personal growth and things like that, and so – um, I mean, I go in his office and he has like binders of, um, like philosophy classes on yeah. his desk as a head football coach and in the power five. And it's just crazy <laughs> to me, <laughs> That's um, true. but like, it, it kind of goes back to just how thankful I am to have his impact on my life. Um, he's, he's somebody that I look up to quite a bit, whether that's professionally, um, as a football coach or, um, just personally, he's, he's such a. He has such integrity and humility in the way that he goes about things and just very thankful to have his impact on my life. So, yeah, that that conversation was kind of funny. (laughs) Um, Just looking back on it now, um, just our relationship and how it's grown and. Um, yeah, very thankful to have him as a mentor. Well, I ask you that question because in in some ways, and tell me if anybody has told you this, but you guys are two, you're kind of like two peas in a pod, you know? <laughs> Hearing him and some of the things Coach Aranda says, 
either in interview settings or press conference or something, and then we see you up there behind the yeah. mic, <laughs> and it's like it's almost like his words are coming out of your mouth a lot of times. Yeah, so. I mean, I kind of just spit up what he feeds me <laughs> sometimes, which so. is good stuff. I yeah, mean, it's good. Yeah, very thankful. Yeah, um, he's. Uh, yeah, he he's super smart. So if I can sound anything like him, um, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's sure. very, a great guy to emulate, and yeah, uh, no you know doubt. the things he says absolutely mm-hmm. uh, are good to to reinforce the message, if yep. you will, for Baylor. What about Coach Roberts? How's that been? Uh, it's great. Yeah. yeah, his um his knowledge on the defensive side of the football and um just his ability to simplify that I think is a real a real um, kind of, it's real evidence of mastery. Um, and so he, I really view him as a master of his craft. He, he spends a lot of time, um, kind of cooking up the game plan and, and making sure we're in the right stuff. And so very thankful to have his, um, his defensive knowledge. And then just as a person too, um, he really, he really preaches that, um, person over player mindset and he, he fits well into the, the whole system. And, um, yeah, he's he's just been such a great impact and um absolutely learned a lot from him whether whether that's X's and O's or whether that's life. Uh we were we were thankful enough to um or it was great to have his son here. Um he worked in the uh strength and conditioning um on the on the staff here for a little bit. He's at Florida now, mm-hmm. so pretty cool to have Reed here and then just the impact that his family has had on on our whole culture has been great. So That's great. Yeah. Speak to to our listeners about person over player. I mean, to me that is I mean, that's one of the best things that that coach Rand and the staff have going here and it's it's real too. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not just right. you know, just a, a public uh, uh statement or face or something. It really is real. Yeah, I think a big part of that is just recognizing that, hey, you have a limited window to be a college athlete. Um, and a big thing that we talk about, um, Coach Roberts especially, it's like you can use football or football can use you, you know. Um, and so you can use football to, you know, grow as a person, to get an education and set yourself up well for the next, I don't know, 40 years of your work life or, or I don't know, 60 years of your, um, you know, personal life with uh, great relationships and um, kind of setting those models in your life um, to make sure that, you know, um, you're going about things the right way, uh, whether that's work ethic or, um, you know, study habits or whatever. Um, so that that is a that is a big thing. Um, and, yeah, it's a, it's a, I don't know, it's it's hard to speak on just because you see it so much mm-hmm. um, and you see such good examples of it every single day. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, differentiate that from, you know, what other programs have going on because I'm in the middle of it. But I think hopefully one day I'll look back and appreciate it. Um, like some people seem to appreciate it, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, very thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate it for you guys, you know, yeah. because we talk about preparing champions for life and growing everyone, you know, athletically, but academically, mm-hmm. spiritually, socially, also here at Baylor. And, yeah. No and doubt. to me, you're, you're a great example of that. I mean, because uh, of the way you carry yourself, the way you represent Baylor now, but I can see that continuing the rest of your life also. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's certainly a huge honor to like wear the BU logo on my chest and there's a lot of people that I respect here and a lot of people that I admire. And, um, I mean, I hope to give back in the same way that they've given to me. Um, 
someday. Uh, it'll take a while. It'll probably take my life um, <laughs> because I feel like I've been given so much and just so thankful for people's generosity and, and giver attitude rather than taker attitude, as you see. And I think in a lot of places. So, yeah, very thankful. Dylan Doyle's our guest, Baylor linebacker on the Sikkim podcast, powered by Rogue Media Network. I've had the privilege of calling games, telling stories about Baylor athletics for a long time. Storytelling is an art, and there's a network in town doing just that. Rogue Media Network has produced over 80 original podcasts and shows ranging from comedy, true crime, business, and sports. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. You can find this podcast and all the other great Rogue Media Network shows on Spotify, on Apple, on YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Dylan, uh, you mentioned uh, some of the guys that uh, came before you, some of the guys uh, like that were all around you last year, mm-hmm. Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, yeah. uh, JT, you mentioned him, and then the offensive guys who have moved on. And uh, how fun is that to see them and their success moving on to the next level? Oh, my gosh, it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, they're living their dream and um, just, like, so happy for them. Yeah. Like, so, so happy for them. Um, I talked to Terrell on the phone. Um, earlier this week and um, just uh, hearing about his experiences now um, and, and how Baylor has shaped him has been very, very cool. Um, and just hearing about the um, kind of like he, he was a pro when he was here um, and same thing with Petrie and same thing with JT. Like they just really went about their business the right way with high integrity and, and great work ethic and um, just the whole thing. And so, Really, really appreciate them and, and their impact on our program and just really, really proud of them and, and the way that they're going about, um, you know, their professional careers. Uh, very, It's also really cool to see them produce. I mean, um, I turn on the TV on Sundays or, or Monday night or Thursday yeah. night, and, and they're out there making impact on, um, you know, the biggest football games in America, and that's just so cool to see them do that. Um, I know that – They've put that work in, and they deserve that. So I'm just very proud. That's fun. They uh, left, and obviously a great season last year, Big 12 championship, Sugar Bowl win, best season in Baylor football history last mm-hmm. year. They leave, and that is – it can be a void, you know, in leadership when those guys mm-hmm. uh, move on. You know they're going to move on at some point. Uh, to me, you have helped fill that void of leadership. Do you uh, – did you, going into this year, feel like you and, and some others needed to step up and fill that role? Yeah, certainly. And um, I think as much as you try to eliminate a hierarchy on a team, no matter what, there will be one. Um, and so kind of like when the A-listers move move out, the B-listers need to become the A-listers yeah. um, in, in some sense. Uh, and so, like, yeah, that was definitely um, after some introspection um, early in the off season, you kind of realize the things that you need to do. And I think, you know, even in week five, there are things that we need to continue to do as leaders. Um because so much of what Terrell and, and Petrie became, um, and, and all of those guys, I mean, so much of what they became was the result of growth over the course of the 12-week season. Um, thankfully, what became a 14-game season. Yeah. But, um, you know, they, they grew during that time, and I'm I'm still in that growth process. So so is the rest of our leadership group. And there there's always challenges that we have to deal with and so kind of going about those challenges in a systematic way and making sure that we're dealing with them um you know through our our set of values as a football program and personally is is kind of the biggest thing and so um 
communication is a big part of that, and, and we've been working on that, and we continue to work on that as we move through the season. Yeah, that's great. Uh, one, one of the, uh, you know, those qualities that you have that I've, I've talked about uh, has helped you become a semifinalist for the Campbell Award, which is an outstanding award, the William V. Campbell Trophy. Uh, the best way to describe that is it's the, uh, it's the Heisman for academics, <laughs> you know, and you're a semifinalist yeah. on that list. Congratulations to you. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it's definitely cool, uh, very cool to be recognized for the work that has been put in off of the field. Um, I mean, there's a lot of late night studying, a lot of group work um, that goes into being successful academically. So very thankful to have had that opportunity and to have had the support systems that have um, allowed me to get to this point. I mean, I'm, my mom's a teacher, so that's a big part of who I am is, is education and growth in in the academic space and um, kind of setting myself up for the next step, whatever that is. So very thankful to have that. And then also just um, the trophy itself is very cool to me um, because, uh, it, I mean, it's named after Bill Campbell. Um, be, he was a football coach at, I think, Columbia um, and then became um, an advisor in Silicon Valley to Steve Jobs and, and some other, um, you know, big name people. Um, and I, I actually read a book on him called The Trillion Dollar Coach, and that was before I was nominated for any nice. of this stuff. Yeah. So kind of to be, like, associated with his name is a really big deal and uh, very thankful for that. I mean, he's he's somebody that I would definitely look up to and want to be like in, in the professional world, and he's had his impact on the world. So um, if I could have a fraction of, of that impact, it would be very cool. Wow. So when the nomination came or the, the uh, you being named a semifinalist, you knew immediately. I mean, you had a background. You knew what this meant, what it stood for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, it's uh, yeah. It just, I mean, like I said, it's it's very, very humbling to to be. I mean, mentioned in the same sentence as him. Um, it, he's uh, yeah, definitely a professional mentor to many, and um, I mean, he yeah, he's had his impact on the world through uh, the companies that he's he's helped. Um, and even the people that he's coached um, over over the course of his professional life. So, yeah, very thankful. So the Campbell Trophy uh, recognizes the absolute best football scholar-athlete in the nation for his combined academic success, football performance, and exemplary leadership. Uh, gosh, isn't that great? I mean, <laughs> you're on that list. And to me, you're very high on that list. Yeah, I mean, it recognizes really a very well-rounded student-athlete. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I try to be well-rounded. Um, <laughs> you are. Yeah, um, but, yeah, it's uh, just the, the demands of being a student-athlete are um, are very, uh, yeah, demanding, uh, strenuous. Um, so, I mean, it, it is, uh, it's a difficult thing, for sure, to, to try to succeed in a lot of different areas, and um, it's uh, it's definitely an opportunity that I don't take lightly. I know there are a lot of people... Um, you know, high schoolers message me all the time just about their dreams of, of being in my shoes someday and, and playing at the next level. Just like I have dreams of playing in the NFL, their dreams are to play in college. And so um, I'm in a special time in my life for right now, for sure, because I'm in my last season of college football. I've looked up my whole life to, to being in the position that I am now. And so um, a big thing for me has just been um, trying to stay present through the whole thing and enjoying this and, and trying to kind of you know, deflect the attention just from the standpoint of there are a lot of people around me that um, support me and have gotten me to this position. And there are a lot of people that 
I can impact and, and create value in the world through that. And so that's a big thing. And then, um, just also, um, I, I know it, uh, I mean, being a student athlete is, is really hard for a lot of people. And so I don't know if there's any student athletes listening to this podcast, but last week was, uh, um, I mean, student athlete mental health awareness week. And so, um, it's really important to know that you can talk to somebody, um, if you need to, it is, it is really hard to be a successful student athlete and, um, yeah, just if you need help, get help. So that's great. And Baylor has that in place. Our mental health athletic uh, services is available. Uh, You know, much like the academic services, uh, don't we have, you know, a very good, uh, really helpful functioning uh, uh, group of people who support you guys and girls? Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, we have um, our team meetings are are kind of probably unique in a lot of ways. And uh, one of the ways that they're unique is that we have the sports psychologists come up and, and talk to us once a week. And and so they talk about dealing with pressure, dealing with, uh, you know, time management, dealing with all of the demands of being a student athlete. And so um, we feel like we have really good strategies to deal with those things, um, which is, I think, just a great perk of being a Baylor Bear and um, or another another reason on the long list of why I'm lucky to be a Baylor bear. So <laughs> that's great uh, to say. Well, uh, congratulations being a semifinalist. We'll look forward to when they pair that list down to uh, the finalist and then present the, uh, William V Campbell trophy, uh, coming up in December, I think, right, is when the presentation is. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just focused on winning. On I Thursday, hear you. So. I know. you got, a, you got other things going on right yeah, now. Yeah. Charlie Kohler won this award last year. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. The big tight end yeah. from uh, Iowa State. Yeah, no doubt. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can keep in the Big 12. That, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really, really yeah. good. So some of the other uh, past winners uh, of this award, um, Justin Herbert uh, won it in 2019. Uh, Barrett Jones from Alabama going back a few years. Sam Acho from Texas. Mm-hmm. Kind of Tim Tebow won the uh, <laughs> William V. Campbell Award. Yeah. So it's a it's a really a who's who list, and this is just such a a, a tremendous uh, honor. And uh, it's great that you're a part of this as yeah. a semifinalist. Yeah, for sure. Very lucky. Um, I don't know. Even if I'm not a finalist, um, I mean, and obviously there's a very probably a very good chance that I'm not a finalist. Uh, I, I'm just lucky to be on that list and yeah. um, very cool to be recognized with a, a great group of dudes. So I mentioned this earlier, you, uh, when you had the opportunity, you switched your number to number five mm-hmm. and there's some uh, pretty good family significance to that number. Yeah, um, definitely. So I have five people in my family. It's me, my two older brothers, Donovan and Declan, um, and my, my parents, Chris and Tia. And so um, I, I just think that's a kind of, it's a special thing to wear Doyle five on my back. Um, the, we, we've stuck through, stuck together through hard times and, um, through hard times we've become closer as a family and chosen to lean on each other. And, um, you know, uh, we talk about in team meetings right now, we, a big thing is we've been talking about how teamwork isn't 50, 50. And when one need, one person needs to pick up the slack, um, it's important that they do. And I think that's how, how a good organization works and how a good family works. And so when, when one person needs support, you kind of lift them up and, and support them emotionally. Um, and so that's a big, big thing that we've gone through as a family, you know, um, and very thankful to have their support. You know, they, uh, my parents make it to every single game, which obviously like so blessed to be able to, to have that, uh, them in the stands every, every Saturday. And, 
my brother moved to Austin because um, my brother Donovan, uh, because he works a, a a job in the financial industry, so um, in financial tech, um, and so I'm very thankful to have him come up uh, for pretty much every home game now. So nice. Um, yeah, very cool deal. So very good, very great family. I can tell you're a real, real family man, and <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really cool to see. Uh, other than that, uh, you mentioned the NFL, and uh, after this year, I'm sure you have uh, aspirations to continue playing in the NFL. Yeah, um, and so like I, I've thought about that for sure, and um, but a big part of that uh, is kind of what I already talked about with the staying present, um, because I. You know, I'm 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 a starting Mike linebacker on a power five defense right now. Um and, and I get to play offense too sometimes. So um I mean I don't take that lightly and yeah. um I mean I look at the opportunity at the next level and yeah, it's amazing and um it's it's the thing that I dream about for sure and the thing that I'm working towards. But um to to overlook the things that I have right now would just be a, a travesty, yeah. you know. I, I I feel very lucky to be in the position that I'm in and um, you know, I have probably two months here left of, of this opportunity and just trying to t- trying to make the most of it and, and impact the people around me and um, make sure I support the people around me for sure. It's great perspective. When you, excuse me, you mentioned uh, some high schoolers reach out to you and message you and things. Yeah. What's your, what, what are they asking about? What's your reply and your message to them? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole range of things. Yeah. Um, like, hey, can you send me a pair of gloves? <laughs> Is some of them. But then yeah. uh, some guys will be like, hey, will you send me some linebacker drills? Um, some are like, hey, um, like you're a beast. Like really love watching you play. That's and, great. I mean, I appreciate all those messages just because I know I was in that position at one time. Um, I When I was in high school, I would – message random college linebackers and be really? like hey like yeah. i love watching you play like <laughs> and that's i mean that's a cool thing about social media but it's also a really unfortunate thing about social media because like um the people that you know want to kind of get to you they can yeah. get to you yeah. um so that, that kind of stinks but it is really cool to make those connections and and kind of highlight the positive side of social media so um yeah i, I try to message all those guys back and very cool um and let them know like hey they're appreciated and um you know they have a chance too so that's cool that's great that they feel like they can reach out to you yeah. and, and even better that you respond to them anybody uh message you and say hey i'd like to play linebacker and be really good at it but i'd also like to run it in for <laughs> touchdowns and catch a touchdown pass every once in a while yeah yeah i mean <laughs> how I, great is that <laughs> i really feel like i'm living the dream you know <laughs> uh, and a big part of that is i mean coach grimes has like um really gone out of his way to make sure that I know what I'm doing yeah. offensively and, and to give me those opportunities. Like he doesn't have to call those plays. So um, definitely appreciate that. Like it's a really cool thing. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just um, capitalizing on, on the drive that the offense is, has, uh, you know, completed to get to that point. And I feel a little bit selfish being the one to take the ball in after they do all that work. But I know they, uh, they appreciate um, anybody getting it in the end zone right, at any right. time. So um, it, it's a really cool thing to, to kind of take part in their culture and that RVO, uh, that RVO culture. So, yeah. Where did, the, where did this start? I mean, how did the idea even come about that you'd play some on offense? <clears throat> yeah. So they, um, so coach Grimes was hired last off season. And so we went through last spring, um, and they were kind of trying guys on, um, on the defensive side of the ball at fullback. 
because just the way that our roster is structured, um, we don't have a lot of big bodies from like 220 to 260 on yeah. the offensive side of the ball. Um, most of those guys are either at linebacker or jack uh, because of the way that our offense was and the way that we've been recruited. So like line or I mean running backs usually get up to like 225 and then um, tight ends usually start at like 255. And so they needed kind of a middle body. And so they started guys um, over there. Like, I think Matt Jones got some reps. um, And uh, even Braden Nutley got some reps, too. Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. Um, And then, you know, they they had run those plays on the offensive side of the ball. And I have a history of playing two-back offenses, like every single – um, inside run period at Iowa, it was um, it was two back offense, okay. and so I I felt like I was really good fitting those runs up from the defensive side, and so um, I was lucky enough. Coach Grimes was like, "Hey, like you look like you're fitting these really well. Would you want to try from the other side?" And I was like, "Absolutely, ah. yeah." <laughs> um, now in high school, going back, um, did you did you go two ways? Yeah, I played tight end and okay. linebacker okay. at okay. Iowa City West. Gotcha. So, yeah, very. Uh, it was it was fun, but I played a lot of plays in high school. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. I mean, I, I probably played a hundred plays a game. So um, <laughs> it was uh, that was that was really fun, and I'm I'm thankful to kind of use those skills at the next level too. So, well, and you come in and you're not only like a blocking back. I mean, you'll get the ball and get yeah. to score a touchdown, and then BYU last year caught a touchdown pass. Also. Yeah, you had yeah, good hands there. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> back to your tight end days. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of that just goes back to like the multiple sports that I played in high school. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I played um, not even just high school, just growing up, like in the backyard in Iowa, you do everything. So uh, there's not a whole lot else to do. <laughs> I mean, um, just with my with my big brothers, just throwing throwing passes around. And um, we even had a, a game that we called stuff uh, that we played in our basement um, on a wrestling mat. So I was the ball carrier always, and my brothers would be on their knees, and it was goal line defense. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, some of my success at fullback might be, um, you know, throwing back to the basement at Deerfield Drive, um, just uh, playing stuff. There so, you go. Uh, thankful to them for, for te- teaching me those skills, you know. Really cool. Um, so, yeah, big shout-out to them. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. All right, well, we appreciate your time. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck the rest of this season. Congratulations on the Campbell Award being a semifinalist there, and we'll continue to watch that. And I just, like I said at the beginning, I I really appreciate you and the way you represent Baylor University and Baylor football. I mean, you you are what the program is all about. So thanks for the way you carry yourself, and uh, good luck the rest of the year. No, yeah, thank you. It it means a lot to – to wear the BU logo and to be able to represent, you know, all the alumni, all the people that have supported me and um, just the growth that that this university has um, has allowed me to go through while I've been here has just been just unbelievable and so thankful for for all the people around and um, thank you for all that you do representing us as a as a university and as student athletes as an athletic department. So um it means a lot, and, yeah, thank you for everything. It's an honor. It really is. Dylan Doyle, our guest on the Sikkim Podcast. Have you been looking for a new podcast to listen to? Are you interested in true crime, funny one-star reviews, or inspiring stories? What about the history of Waco or the famous people who have lived and worked here? All these and more are produced by Rogue Media Network. There are over 80 different shows, including this one, with more coming all the time. If there's a story to tell, Rogue Media Network is telling it. Watch on YouTube or listen now wherever you get your podcasts or watch on YouTube. Thanks. 
to Dylan Doyle, Baylor senior linebacker, our guest on this week's Sikkim podcast. It is powered by Rogue Media Network. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week with another edition of the Sikkim podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim podcast powered by Rogue Media Network. The Sikkim podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Baylor Athletics.